Episode 70, The Power of AI, Redefining Relationships and Reality. Welcome to the story in your head. I'm Ron Macklin, and today Deb and I explore the intriguing future of human relationships in an increasingly AI-driven world. Together, we delve into the potential effects of AI on how we perceive reality and the relationships we form. Welcome to the story in your head. I'm Ron Macklin. Today, Deb and I are going to work on AI. So, what, 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 Deb? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of AI? What's going on there? Well, it's it's interesting. I've been obviously seeing so much coming out in the news and articles, and I'm really curious about the aspect of AI in terms of people and their relationships with each other, and and. and like, how is AI going to impact how people relate to each other? Or even like, do they know they're relating to each other? Do they think they're relating to AI? Like, how, what do you think is going to happen there? It's a great question. I think it's a big question, probably bigger than we'll be able to get to on this podcast. The fundamental I start with is our bodies don't know the difference. And for those of you who are listening, we watch a movie and which one we always cry at old yeller or where the red fern grows or Ryan's song. And there's always somebody has a, there's a movie people go like, Oh, I cry at that movie. Right. And they're fake. Like the movies aren't real. Like it's not real life at best. It's light reflecting off of a screen or being produced by the screen TVs or a movie theater sound vibrations with electrical pulses that vibrate the air. Right. And that's all there is. It's just, artificial vibrations and light coming off of a screen. There's nothing really happening in front of us. And we cry and we laugh and we go on to where like in a way, like it's my body too, right? But my body's just not very smart, right? Like it's, it's, it's crying at light coming out of a screen and, and vibrations coming out of a speaker because we don't know the difference between what's real and what's not real. Like we, we live in a world that, we make up interpretations about the world. It means like something happens out there and we make up. And my favorite story is everybody's, I'm sure, experienced this where somebody says something and some people get pissed. I mean, mad. And other people think it's funny, right? And it's the same words. But we make up different stories in our heads around that. Now, if it was really something, we'd all get the same. But we don't get the same. We make up something from what it is that's our background and all that kind of stuff, but we don't know that what, what's out there is real or not real. So here comes AI. And I've, I haven't really resolved on whether we should call it um, artificial intelligence or we should call it alien intelligence. Yeah. Because everything else, until this came out, everything else was human intelligence. And this is not human intelligence. It's something different than human that makes it alien to us. An alien intelligence, I like what I like about that story is it focuses my mind on, oh, that's like artificial. I don't know what to do with that. But alien, I go, oh, it's not us doing it. Right? It's not us doing it to each other. So now we're in a space where we have our brains that don't know the difference from what was real or not real. And we have a alien a supercomputer that learning language and understands how to produce things that we love. That's what it's learning. Learning language is learning how to produce things that we love. Whether that be language as in stories, spoken stories, or 
videos or whatever that entertainment or however we, we get that social media, whatever that is. And we don't, we don't know the difference and it's showing up like, and I just read, I read an article a couple months ago, but it was in the week about countries and places in the world where people are preferring an artificial and intelligent bot to another human. Like preferring in what way? Like they have a choice whether they can go out and find a boyfriend or they can just connect up and create their own on the bot that, that doesn't like, like, like it, it's in line with what they want. Like it, it, it says what they want, has the histories, the traditions, the practices, the all that stuff comes together. You can choose what that is, and then the person can always get along with you. Mm. And they, they know what to say. Just like the, the people who are directors and editors know how to create a movie that will perturb us. The robot or the artificial intelligence or the alien intelligence knows how to perturb us in a way that we go, I love that guy. I love that girl, right? And it's a robot. It's artificial or alien intelligence. And it is really in a space that we would, like it's, it's low cost. It's easy to love. It's easy to love and fall in love with, right? To go, to go oh, this, this thing knows me perfectly. And it may know you better than another human ever could. Wow. I, I mean, you, first of all, you're just triggering me to think about the lack of challenge in that, like that, that there would be a mirror or a, an echo chamber. I guess that's what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. It's an echo chamber of exactly what you want. And wow, is that what we want? Well, before we jump into that question, I'm going to go into like when they created the computer, the supercomputer to play Go or can play chess, it, it, it was able to take the example of playing a million or uh, infinite Go games and figured out the best strategy. So it's not like, and there's this, uh, what do you call it, ADA, A-D-A. It's an app you can have on your phone that does health diagnostics. And when it, it's about six years old, I think. And when it first came out, it was not as good. But over time, it gets better because every time it does something, it's learning. Mm-hmm. Right? Learning and learning and learning. learning. And, and now, about two years ago, they announced it's as good as a doctor or better because it doesn't have the, uh, doctors have good days, bad days. ADA just has days, right? So now you're up against or you're interacting with, you're not just interacting with the bot you think you're interacting with. You're interacting with the supercomputer that's interacting with hundreds of thousands of people learning what works. Wow. That's a little scary, Ron. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Is it, why, why is it scary? What scares you? I guess to me, what scares me are the ethics or lack thereof of the people who are in charge of those supercomputers. I, I could see places where people could act unethically to make us all think a certain way. And I want to focus a little bit into that. Okay. We, we make it sound like there's somebody like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain <laughs> operating everything. This is it's AI. The alien. This is yeah. this is this is AI, alien intelligence, which means somebody started it on this direction, but it's on its own now. And so when you say somebody's behind the curtain and the ethics of that, yeah. it, it's not the person back there. It's the it's the actual alien intelligence that is learning at a pace that is boggles humans' mind at how it can learn from. Basically, it's just imagine. I mean, we, if you've dated one person or two people or three people, you kind of go like, I learned from each one of those, right? 
Mm -hmm. I learned new things. I learned different things at all that kind of space. Now imagine if you could date infinite people, you would learn, learn from, all the lessons, learn all the lessons. Mm -hmm. Occasionally something new would surprise you, but in general, you kind of got it all kind of figured out and that's who you're dating. And like all the things that would, could upset you or, uh, you know, cause breakdowns or like they've learned all those, they've learned it all. So does this mean we're, we're going to be in this world where everybody's just placated? Well, I, that's, I think that's a great question. I mean, will that be the dominant strategy for alien intelligence is to placate? I mean, that's kind of what, uh, if you watch a member of the movie, I love movies because they, they run all these scenarios. That's what, that's what they did in Wally, right? They placated all the humans that were in outer space waiting for the planet to come. They placated them all. They were all just, they didn't do anything. They just laid around, they did nothing, right? Is that, would that be what alien intelligence would choose that would be the best? To make sure we stay connected to them. I don't know. I, I, I mean, don't, I, our brains at, at some point, like I'll speak of my brain, likes to be engaged, right? Likes to be creative and think of new things. So I don't know if placating would would be the dominant strategy for me. And it would probably figure out. I'm guessing uh, if it was had um, infinite relationships to draw from it would probably figure out what would be the right strategy for you. Mm -hmm. Like some people might want to get in a fight every now and then. <laughs> and so they like, it figures, Oh, time to fight, right? Time to get in a fight. Oh, time to make up. Oh, time to right? Time to agree. Time to compliment time. to. They'll have all that figured out. Is this why they keep talking about extinction? Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, if you're dating a bot, you're not, Reproducing likely, <laughs> uh, or, or reproduction looks different. Mm -hmm. Versus what? What is the other alternative? I mean, if, if you're not connected to a robot, then what are you connected to? Connected to a a person. So how is that different? I guess I'm thinking of the more physical aspects of things versus the something being on a screen or in my ear or. But now you're making me think: Would I even know? Would you know? Would, would we know? Would we know? Would we know? I mean, certainly I've seen things on social media that are created by AI. I've seen things where I go, wow, oh, that's an interesting point of view. And it's not a person. And I, like you said before, just like the movies, right? I was, I was tricked by the AI. Something that, that was its goal was to, you could say trick or connect with you. Yeah. Like it's not about just tricking you. It's about connecting with you. What couldn't it do? Or why would you not want it? Well, the things I think about, right? It's the the physicalness of it, being next to somebody, going on a trip with somebody, you know, being with my husband. It couldn't do that. It couldn't go with me to create new experiences. Now I'm kind of questioning that one now. It's like, oh, maybe we could watch a screen together and we could create a, what per is perceived to be a new experience. Well, it's just like the, the, the ver augmented reality and virtual reality goggles and, and the sound. And then the, you know, it won't be long before you can have a pressure suit that has all the sensations and it can do all the things that's there, right? We're all working towards that goal for some reason. And like, like you may be able to do that on the Ready Player One. Ever watched that Ready Player One? Mm. They had a whole pressure suit. So when you got hit, you actually felt like you got hit, but also there's you know any touching or anything else. It's all there. So that can all be created. 
where it could make you feel like you were really connected with the other person. Is that what we want? I keep going back to that. Well, there's a, it's a great question. Is that what we want? I think those addresses a lot of the complaints we have about relationships. As humans, we, we complain about certain things like, oh, they don't understand me. They don't do that. But now they all understand me. Wait a minute. What does that mean? Right. I, and I don't know how it will work with this, but part of the space that I'm looking at is like there's a space to be support for somebody, right? And to understand who they are, understand what they're up to, to, to really be able to be with somebody else in the world, to accept them as they are and as they are not, and, and to support them and to form a team and create something new in the world together. It's one of the greatest rewards in the world. And I'm just struggling to see how I could have that conversation with a robot. Like, like how, how am I going to learn about the robot? It's, it, and unless I pick a profile, right, and say I want you to do all that stuff right. Or, but I, I don't want something that's, like I don't want to, ch- something super easy. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want somebody who always agrees with you. And I, I, don't, I want somebody who has their, their life and they're willing to stand up for their, what they believe in and what they want, even though what they want may change over time. To be with the other person, to be able to understand and connect with the other person, I think there's more to it than just they always say what you want them to say or that makes you feel good. I think there's a space that's different than that. And, and that may all be coming. Like the robot could do that. Would it be authentic? Would it be real? We feel real. We it would go, feel real. We, mm-hmm. go to, we go to a movie and we cry like it's real, right? Yeah, it's interesting. I think about the adaptability. Well, first of all, like to accept someone as they are, right? To to be able to support someone, accept them as they are, love, right? To love another person. And then if you don't have to think about other people, if you only have to think about yourself, because there's so there's a bot out there that's making sure the attention is on you, like that doesn't make me adaptable. It doesn't make me want to care about others' concerns. It doesn't make me a good partner to anybody. And could I feel really, really good about myself? Yeah, maybe I could. But in a point where I, where love would just disappear because I wouldn't know what it means to love someone else. Are you looking to strengthen your relationships, whether personally or professionally? You want to learn how to build authentic connections faster, or perhaps you're looking to beat employee burnout through the power of connection. My name is Ron Macklin, founder of Macklin Connection. And in our workshops, we teach you the fundamentals of how to do exactly that and more. To learn more of the power of your relationships, visit us at MacklinConnection.com. I saw this just the other day. It was you get like a, a chat bot for your texting bot, right? Mm-hmm. So now you have your, your texts that are going out and you have a little button beside it to go, nope, won't make it. And, and then it, it claps it into some huge, long, complete sentence, right? It addresses the other person. And that's pretty cool. Like, like, a, like as in going to the carnival, cool. Like, look at that. How about that? Look at that. But I'm still the short answer. Like I am myself is still, like I don't have that whole story embodied. Mm-hmm. So what the other person's getting is not me. They're getting an AI bot with them. So like, even though they think they're dealing with me, they're really dealing with the bot and it's not a relationship with me. So I'm still a, nope, not that guy. 
right? And then they're going like, you know, have this long answer that makes it sound really important or good or whatever, but I'm still that space. And in a way, I'm not developing myself. I can just give it a shorthand and it'll craft it all out. And we're not, I keep holding it. We're not just like blood and muscle and brain and nervous systems and all that stuff. We're a huge inventory of stories and how those, whatever stories we have inside of our heads, that's how we act and what we do. And that's who I am. It's my stories. Yeah, I'm thinking about that AI bot being the summation of all stories. Like just picking the stories that align with your stories or trying to, mm-hmm. but they have all stories from everybody. Wow. So then if they have all stories of everyone, then they can pick out the one that's the most seductive, most powerful, most whatever that is, right? And everybody gets the same story from that. From whenever you text, you get the same story back. It doesn't sound like a... <laughs> It doesn't sound like a place I want to be. Like I, I think a little bit of a scary but funny movie of idiocracy, right? Mm. Is that where we could end up all eating our mush or whatever it is that we're eating, watching watching a TV? Was it Bronto? Bronto has what plants need? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the combination of Wally, where there's somebody else doing all the stuff that needs to get done. Because idiocracy, it all kind of falls apart. Mm-hmm. But in the other one, it's like, no, the AI is taking care of everything. Like, it's, we don't have to do all that anymore. And I, I think it's a real, real space for us to think about. If AI can do everything that's common labor, including writing stories and movies and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, just common labor stuff, what do we do? Yeah, I think about the excitement of a hard challenge, right? The excitement of overcoming a challenge or pro- solving a hard problem. And I mean, I guess AI could make it look like you did that. Whoa, there's a story. We have false challenges to entertain us. AI creates a false challenge. Everything else is taken care of. So they create false challenges for us to take care of stuff so that we feel good. Yeah, we think we're actually solving a problem, but it, it, will, be, it will be solved, but it's, it's a fake problem. How would we know? Just like the movie. We wouldn't know. What, what is, is any speculation as to why it is we want to go there? I mean, you and I could have this conversation and we could come away and say, I don't want to go there. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yet there's maybe millions and millions of people working to create it to go there. So as a species, we want to go there. Why do we want to go there? I speculate that we're still not really good at connecting with actual people. I think that's correct. I, I think we're not that good at connecting with people. And so rather than learn the skills to connect with people, why don't we just change the game <laughs> to where we no longer need to, ch- to connect with people that a bot would connect with us and we would feel the same. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be as hard or it could be as hard <laughs> depending upon what we want. But yeah, we just haven't learned those skills to really get along. It's too bright to say, like to really connect meaningfully with other people. So let's reflect on, on a space where we were really connected with a group, we're like we're really tied in tight. We're really connected. We're really after something. It's really powerful, right? How tough is that to do? Does it, does it occur to most people as impossible? Or, or, or what did we have to do to get there? <laughs> well, I think about all the stories. Like I hear a common story I hear from people. Well, I'm an introvert, you know, because there's that gene, that introvert gene. <laughs> I've, I've heard it described as something behind your liver, Right. <laughs> It's like what 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 does that mean to be an introvert? And I and I it's funny because I hear that more often of 
and to me, that's almost a story of, well, this is just the way I am. I don't really want to connect with other people or I don't, I don't know how. So I'm just happy to be in my own world. There's, I mean, there's a hundred other stories I could make up about it, but like to go out and purposefully, like meaningfully connect with someone else. I think for some people it's really hard because the story they've created up it is, it, it is hard. Well, I, I do hold that's true. If you make up a story, it's hard, then it will be hard. Yes. Because we create a story that it will be hard. Just like we create a story, it'd be easy. It could be easy. I know that could sound as maybe arrogant in some ways, but it really does matter. What story you make up about that? I look back at the like spaces where I had teams, like it weren't my team. I was on a team. We all connected. Mm-hmm. We created something that was bigger and more amazing than any of us thought was possible. One of my favorite memories was uh, a particular situation where we set out to do something in 13 and a half days, right? And we, we came together. Oh, I mean, it all kinds of fun. There's uh, fighting and, and yelling and new inventions and creations and all kinds of stuff, right? And then we were done in 11 days. And so we took a what would have been a world record and we shaved off another two and a half days off the thing, right? And we look back at it and we go, there was something about the connections we built, the mm-hmm. trust. I mean, there, there were there were millwrights and pipe fitters and boilermakers and uh, schedulers and secretaries and operators and engineers and all these people inside this space, right? And there was something about coming together to produce something like that that was just amazing. And I don't know what that's going to be in the future if robots are taking care of everything. I don't know what we're going to do, but I know that we were all lit up by it. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a, had a great memory of being in that space. And it wasn't like somebody created this and we were along for the ride. We came together and did that. And I don't know how, I don't know how that would go if it was a robot who was coordinating all that. And we we're just you know, fakely working with a robot to produce this kind of accomplishment. I don't think it's the same. Yeah, you've triggered me to think about a team of robots. <laughs> like we get assigned to work on it with a team of robots. And how would we know? And I do look back on those times, like the accomplishments that I've had that have been the most meaningful are with others. They're w- working with other people, mm-hmm. producing something with other people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I concur. And I think that's the the connecting to other people, building those relationships, those capacities, those, and having all the, well, we talked about another podcast, all that fun, which does not mean it's all lighthearted and amusement. It's a challenge. Like it's really a challenge. It's, it's something that's unknown. And I, I think that's why we're going there. I don't think we're going there for the purpose of we want AI to do that. It's the challenge of creating AI that has us all wanting to mm. go there. So, Ron, will the dominant strategy be people who understand and can connect with others? I think so. I think that's the space. I think that will be a place where people will still like be driven to connect so they can produce something together for as long as they've figured out humans have hung out together and produced stuff. And I think it's like part of our, who we are and building the skill to connect, to build those teams, to work together. That, that that's, that's our, like our margin utility mm-hmm. in life. Like uh, what we're really good at. We do it with speaking and stories and movies and all kinds of things we've created to be able to communicate stories to each other. But it's having those stories that we're, we, we're going to take care of each other. That, that's the powerful part. Yeah, I think back to the the love, 
right? Like if I hold someone else's concerns as my own, I accept them exactly how they are. But I hold it takes people to do that. I remember in uh, watching Being in the World and uh, Dreyfus was, was just kept going over and over again. Yeah, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. You haven't done it. You haven't done it. We was talking about the self-driving cars, like completely self-driving. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, oh, they were talking about, this is back in the 70s, 80s and 90s. You know, they're going, we're going to have artificial intelligence do all that. And he's going like, no, you won't. It won't happen. Can't happen. I think the shift came when it went from, okay, we need to have robots that can do things to robots that master language. Mm-hmm. You know, when that shift happened, I went, whoa, oh, that's different. That's different than a self-driving car. That's some piece of artificial alien intelligence that can communicate to me. And I wouldn't know the difference because well, I'm not that smart. Humans aren't that smart. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm living in the age I am now. <laughs> but I'm also noticing, like, what do we do about it? It's, it's it, like you can't put the cat back into the bag, right? So what do we as a society choose? First thoughts, 100 years from now, this problem won't, won't exist anymore. We'll figure it out. Humans will figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. And then people are going to adapt to that. I think it's going to be really messy between here and there. Mm. I, I think it's at the end of our space, right? Because although in 10 years, it may be a different world. In 25 years, it could be a completely different world. And in 58, 25, 30 years left, maybe, maybe 40. Like that's, that's the end of my useful space. But people who are born right now, they're going to see some real messy stuff coming. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It'll be probably a time end of our life, but in the middle of theirs and they're going to be dealing with some messy stuff. Yeah. I also think about, there's always the flip side of something, right? Where you see a a threat, there's also an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And like, how could we leverage this, you know, to cure cancer, to make sure poverty or starvation doesn't exist anymore. Like how can we leverage this? to solve some of the really big problems that even working together, we haven't been able to solve yet. Or intergalactic space travel, Hmm. right? right? When you you look at what problems can we go like, yep, that can happen, right? Those are the things that can happen, like eradicating cancer. That could happen now, right? Intergalactic space travel might happen now, right? We're learning all kinds of stuff about space now that we didn't know before. And artificial intelligence could enable us to do those kinds of things that we couldn't do before. I also find it funny that, you know, they're learning from us, right? AI is learning from us. It's learning from itself, but also from its interactions with us. Like, what is the better way to be with us? So I also think about my own ethics, my own behavior, and how I am in the world as like, I could be teaching AI something great, or I could also be teaching it something bad. Yep, it can come from our love and it can come from our fears. Yep. It's got to figure out what fear is. If it's going to learn language, it's going to learn fear. Well, thank you, Ron. I appreciate the conversation today. Uh, thank you, Deb. Uh, it was a great conversation. You want, you want to do a favorite book? or? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, Deb, what, what is a book you love, love to read, or you've recommended to, a book you've recommended to others? Uh, the Heath Brothers, Chip and Dan Heath wrote a book called Moments. And it's about creating moments in your life. Like there are moments that have been created for you, like moments of discovery and moments, but there's, there are also things that we can create those moments 
for people to remember for long periods of time. And think about the teacher who creates some sort of lesson that their students still remember, like years later. Like how to how to sit back and and like create those moments rather than just let letting them happen or or being surprised when they do happen. So that was I really enjoyed that book. It's great. I would say I don't think I've done this one yet. Kill a Mockingbird. And I mm. I didn't read that book until I was probably in my forties because my daughter was going through school and she said, "Dad, you remind me of Atticus Finch," and I was going like, "Huh." It's a character out there that reminds me. I remind her of that character. I should read that book. Oh my God, I couldn't try to put it down. It was like one of, the, one of those you wake up at three in the morning still reading, going like, oh man, I got to go to bed. <laughs> but it was amazing how it, a long time ago, and kind of in the South, it dealt with a lot of the stuff we're dealing with today. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. And, and how to uh, hold your stand and be your stand which is, I think, what stood out to, to her about Atticus. And, yeah, it was a great book. I really enjoyed reading it. I will, I will read that one again. You're reminding me, too, as well. I would love to do that. It's just, a, just a great read. Well, thank you, Deb, for the podcast today. Yeah, thanks very much, Ron. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. At Macklin Connection, we believe making authentic connections with others can literally change your world. We invite you to share this podcast with one person that you care about. Maybe it's someone you haven't spoken with in a really long time and you'd love to reconnect. Or maybe it's the first person that popped into your head when you listened to this podcast because you thought it would be perfect for them. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.